welcome to Pretty Invested. I'm Eleanor and this is LB. Presented by your favorite ex-finance bros. We talk about the money things you actually care about. Hey guys, welcome to Pretty Invested, featuring your two favorite recovering finance bros. Last week we talked about just money and relationships in general, and this week we're digging in a little bit deeper into specifically romantic relationships and how money plays a part. Yeah, this one I think will be a little bit more opinionated. And I know everyone has their own thoughts on how money works in dating and in romantic relationships. But I think there are some general rules of thumb that apply in order to honor yourself, create boundaries, and Mm -hmm. make sure that you're being respected and your time is being valued. We talked on last week's episode a little bit about how we come from more traditional backgrounds. In my culture, in particular, Albanian men will literally like throw a hissy fit if you pay for anything as a girl. Like it's incredibly, they find it so disrespectful and embarrassing. So imagine my surprise coming from that kind of a culture and seeing this American dating culture where guys, number one, treat you like an option. They don't even, they don't even tell you if they want to date you long-term or not. There's hookup culture, which again, super foreign concept to me. Mm-hmm. Two, like sitting as a concept. Like my dad, when we would go back to Albania, like we would invite like 15 people out for dinner and he would like cover the whole thing. And it's not like we were particularly wealthy either. So it's like, my dad wasn't rich, but he was incredibly generous. Mm-hmm. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And yes, there are complications around that. But my dad would send us away on vacation two months out of the year. And he just wanted her to be a mom and be pretty. <laughs> two, oh, really? no, Yeah. I don't know which number I'm on now. But <laughs> I was just so like disgusted by American dating culture in... Expecting women to be everything and also be a man. Wow. That's, you know, okay. What Someone, I, I've also gone up and down in my thought of, oh, should a, should a woman pay? Should a man pay? Someone recently told me, oh, you know, if you're like such a feminist, why don't you pay for this? And I thought about, thought of it in the moment. I was like, well, our men and women are, are paid equal. Are we no longer in a patriarchy? When we are no longer in a patriarchy, then I'll pay for it. It's not an equal society. Why am I the first one? An unequal society to be the first one to try and make it more equal. When it is equal, then maybe I'll consider paying. But not until then. <laughs> Which is actually not true. Like, I'll, I'm happy to split. But it was just one of those things that, like, ignited a fire in me. No, I I think like what isn't discussed enough is the fact that it is a part-time job to be a woman. And it's a job that doesn't pay you. It's a job that costs you money. Like it takes so much time and money to like show up in a socially acceptable way. It's painful. We get lasered. We get waxed. We get like hair treatments that like burn our scalp. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of you literally push yourself to like the uncomfortableness. 
yes, we have wounds, we make children. And instead of being paid by the government for giving them freaking human beings, like creating human beings, like the most valuable thing that you can do for society, it hurts us in our careers. It hurts our health. We have this like weird concept of feminism having given women all these rights on paper, but it's almost more insidious now, all the inequalities between men and women, because they're not necessarily legal inequalities aside from like abortion rights. As we've become more modern, like there are all these other issues that have popped up into society with like technology making women seem more accessible. Like what has porn done to society? and like how women are viewed in relationships. What has Instagram done to how much men respect their current partners and like value them based on their looks? Statistically, if a man is on Instagram and he's like scrolling through like all the Instagram models, he will always find his partner less attractive. It doesn't work that way if a woman does it, right? So there are all these new issues that have popped up as we become modernized and like, what, you're not going to pass a law that says that, okay, like women's salaries have to accommodate the fact that in order for them to be viable in the dating market, that there needs to be like a subsidy for women to like wax and like get their nails done and get their hair done and pay for quality makeup and have mm -hmm. clothes that fit them well. So, yeah, like, we're not splitting the fucking bill. <laughs> yeah. Someone once asked me, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, well, when I go to Pilates class, go to a soul cycle class, get my nails done. Like, my hobby is, like, looking pretty. Yeah. And it's all so expensive. And, and even, you know, going to work, right? I would have to go to work super early. I'm, I've gotten my makeup routine down pretty quickly, but my guy friends roll out of bed, put on a suit out the door. I have to do my skincare routine, do all my layers of makeup, like tame the frizz, you know, all this stuff just to be presentable at work. You can go without the makeup and all that stuff, but most people expect women to look and present in a certain way. And there are just so many unseen costs of being a woman. The pink tax, like shampoo for men and women. There's like, what's, I don't know, whatever percentage more just because it's for women. And I don't, I don't think I realized all of these things when I was in college. In college, girl, I used to pay for my ex-boyfriend for a lot of things because he just didn't come from like the same financial background that I did. And I was, oh, I'll pay. I'm a strong feminist, you know, working girl. I'm happy to pay. I can pay. But now I've come to realize like, wait, this world really is not equal. And me offering to pay for my boyfriend's dinner is not going to make it any more equal. <laughs> yeah. I think I've also become a lot more not dissociative. Like I've become a lot more angry at what it's like to be a woman in the working world as yeah. I've realized what it's doing to me 
psychologically. So one, men run on a 24-hour clock. Women run on a 30-day clock. Men wake up the same every day. It's fine for them to have a nine to five every day, five days a week. Women have sporadic bursts of energy depending on where they are in their cycle, right? So it's like some days or some weeks we're way more tired than we are other weeks. Like some weeks we can accomplish like 500% of what we can accomplish in like other weeks in our cycle. So it's like the nine to five workday was designed around man's biology. That's one. Two, what was I going to say? Oh, two, like we're now in a society where women have to work in order to survive. And there are two very different personalities that you need to maintain when you are at work and when you are in a relationship with a man. When you're at work, you obviously have to be more masculine, assertive, dominant, talkative, like you're just on in a different way and your adrenaline is way higher. And it's so hard to turn that off at the end of the workday and then come home and like have a boyfriend be like, oh, like, hey, babe, like, how are you? And be like gentle and like loving towards them. Like I struggled with this so much in my early 20s. And to be honest, like, I don't think I was a good partner in like, the first few years because I had no idea how to turn that off. And I just felt that I was constantly working harder than my partners because I was, because it came more naturally to them to be in quote unquote front facing positions or like front office positions. And for me, it was like the struggle where I constantly had to prove my deservingness or having to prove myself in spaces. So I was always turned way more on and like way more stressed than my partners. And it's hard to like be two people every single day. Mm. So I think part of digesting that is what pulled me out of working in VC, if I'm being completely honest, because I just found it really, really hard to be like, authentically in a relationship, which was more important to me than working in BC. And it's why I now like work on my own hours so that I can like honor my body. And if I'm like menstruating, (laughs) like if I'm on a period week, then I can take it a little bit slower that week. So there's just so much that the corporate world does not take into account for women's bodies and psyches. Hmm. I think it's interesting. I don't know if I have really or noticed for me my how my menstrual system works for my productivity but it affects every person differently and just because one woman says oh she's not really able to tell the difference week to week doesn't mean every woman doesn't have a different experience just like how I don't get cramps I have friends who are debilitated for days like it is such a struggle to just go into the office when they have their cramps and so it's like it, it is a hormonal thing. And yeah, in different relationships and in different workplaces, you have to be more masculine and feminine. And I, I imagine it's a very big struggle to go from a place where you basically have to cosplay as a man in certain ways. Yes. Yeah. And then go home and then take that mask off. And like, 
then be able to delineate between what is my real personality because there are parts of us that are more masculine and there and there are parts that are more feminine and having to put on a front when at work is very tiresome and then this is a whole other topic not as much relating to do with money but you know have you ever heard of the the concept of whitewashing yeah so for those who don't know whitewashing is when like especially people of color when they have to act more white or like code switch right so that they can fit in with like the predominant white culture I brainstormed this idea called like man washing where at work I will act more like a man and I struggle because I don't know where Eleanor ends and the male version of me starts. Like, am I really this sarcastic? Or do I know that like sarcasm does well in this culture? Am I really so direct and determined? Or is it because everyone around me who's successful is like that? Where does my personality start? And versus like what I as a rational person have determined to be good traits to have to succeed. I actually think maybe we should put this into a whole other episode. There was, I remember there was advice that like came from Steve Jobs' memoir and it was like, be bold, be direct, ask for exactly what you want. And I tried to implement that as a woman in a negotiation conversation and it was received so poorly. And it's yes. like, yes, that's great advice for white men guy. who are CEO types, Steve Jobs. But when I tried to do it, it wasn't received well. And it's just a whole other thing of like, I don't even know what is me and the, the the male characteristics that I think served me well in business. So I don't know. I don't know. No, there, like, there's so, a, yeah, there's so much to unpack there. <laughs> I think prior to the, the early twenties stage is dating in high school and college. Yeah. I, I think it's a way more even playing field there because you see guys as their equals, like everyone's supported yeah. by their parents, everyone's broke. And so it's easy to apply a 50-50 mentality to that. Yeah. But I think it's difficult to then like come out of that mentality once you are in the working world and you're transitioning from this environment where women are typically out-competing men in education to then... Mm-hmm the working world where it's a completely new playing field and harder for women. So it's like, you used to be on top and now you're like, wait, like why does my boss only like the boys? (laughs) Or how do I hold conversations about golf and football? I never needed that to be a straight A student in college. Yes, yes. Exactly. I remember there, like, we would do, like, the, like, the Series 69 test for banking, and some of us did really well, and some of us were, like, you know, struggling to, to pass the test in order to be an investment banker during training, and then sometimes the people who were struggling to pass the test were, like, doing really well in banking, and you're kind of just a bit surprised, and then it, it's not having to anything to do with, oh, they're, like, the best modeler but they get along really well with the VP or the director and that's something. And so then even like 
it would just, yeah, to your point where I kind of was like, you're literally in many ways just getting ahead because you're a man. And it gets even more exacerbated when you go to more, as you get more senior. Like at the analyst level, I think people are still a little bit more fair. But then when it becomes ultimately a sales job, guys prefer other guys because they can like, yes. you know, powwow with them. And so, yeah, in college, right, we all lived in the, like the same dorms, you know. So, yeah, we could split 50-50. Split I would feel bad. Like, we're all paying tuition. We're all, like, not making any money. Like, yeah, some of us come from money. Some of us don't. But no one's, like, really accessing their trust immediately during college. So people would be splitting stuff. And then when you go into the workplace and, like, your hedge fund boyfriend makes, like, five times as much money as you, you're a little bit like, well... Maybe don't vent on me for groceries. <laughs> and then you're also annoyed that certain guys that you work with are getting ahead and getting paid more just by virtue of being men. So you no longer feel like you're equal. So like, it just feels, I don't know. I haven't fully unpacked how I feel about it all, but. I have like pretty strong opinions on how it should be. How but also I have strong opinions on like how it should be for like my situation because I know like what yes. I'm like in a relationship. There are so, so many things where it's hard to put generalizations because what if, you know, you do make more money or what if your family has a lot of more money or, you know, what if you're in an industry just that just doesn't pay as well? My ex was in the film industry and I felt so bad asking him to pay for stuff. There are times where I was like, oh, I really like this matcha latte. You should get it. And he was like, oh, I don't think I should pay for this. So I'm just going to buy you a matcha latte because I want you to try it. And I, I want to take care of you because I love you. And I'm sad that you're in a job that's paying you so little, but I want to support you. So like, it's hard to apply that, the rules I, I, I would have for like a successful founder, a hedge fund guy to someone who's making so much less than you, you know? But how, how old were you? You were like fresh out of school during that relationship, right? Yeah. 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 So you were in the the transition phase of we're all equal and we're all like human beings to now it's yeah, like. And that's something else that I think about where like I have a pretty good financial position, but not so good that I feel like I can support someone else. Yeah. Um, not where I'm like, oh, I can definitely take care of my lifestyle and your lifestyle and we can have this like grand lifestyle together. So now I think about it and I'm like, well, I was willing to do that for him because I loved him and I wanted him to be happy and I wanted to support him. But if I were to meet someone in his financial position today, would would that even, would we even click in the same way? Um, like, okay, Ladina, hypothetical, what if, what if your boyfriend decided that he wanted to go and be super big in an industry that just doesn't pay well? Like, but if super big in any industry that didn't pay well, like I don't know, like film, modeling, I don't know, some art, something that's going to take time where he's just not going to be bringing in money. This literally happened to me. <laughs> okay, what happened? Not not in my current relationship, but with the guy that I was dating in college. He was like vying for a job at Goldman, got the job. And then was like, ah, oh, like, I don't know if, like, I want to do this. He was, like, kind of artistic. And he was like, I think I want to go into, like, the art world or, like, something, like, art history related. And I broke up with him. 
Because I was like, you're insane. <laughs> and those are not the values that I hold. Like at the end of the day, it comes down to values. And I'll, I'll be honest, like I, I'm not attracted to people that want to work less than I do. Like point blank, I'm, I'm not attracted to a partner that's less ambitious than I am. Like that's disgusting. No. <laughs> like I have all these other things to do. Right. Like be hot and like stay skinny and like inject stuff and like lasers into my face to stay young. And it's going to become like increasingly expensive for me to stay looking like this. I have a womb. I'm going to have children. And you have the audacity to be more relaxed in life than me. Mm. You're mental. <laughs> like, no. Again, my my perspective. But that right. it's just not attractive to me and I immediately lost respect for the person that I was dating and like literally broke up with him like that week wow what if it was something where it's like a really respectable job but it just doesn't pay, it's just not gonna pay well for a while like it's still he, he still has ambition in a different industry that just doesn't pay well I I respect ambition but there's also some things that are so deeply ingrained in me with what I was describing about like how I grew up with my dad being like very much a provider and coming from a family where like money scarcity was always top of mind and my main goal in life has always been to have no money scarcity so I just wouldn't want to sign up for a life with a partner that would almost like guarantee money anxiety like I just wouldn't be comfortable with that no, that that's super real. That's super real. Um, and like, I think people can like, you know, hear that and say like, oh, how could she say that? Like, what about love? Blah, blah, blah. But when you really think about it, you don't know what it's like to come from a place of like money scarcity. And like, that is, that, that's a choice that you don't want to make and you don't want to have, right? Like I had a friend, I, I have my reasons for going to investment banking, but I asked her, oh, what made you want to do banking all of a sudden? She's like, I grew up poor and I never want to feel poor again. Yes. And she literally said, I'm going in it for the money. And I was shocked that she just like had the the boldness to be so upfront about it. You know, because I was like, oh, I like finance. Like, okay, the M&A. She's like, for the money. And she was on a full ride to school, really struggled for money. And she's just like, I'm not going to be in that position. And I think they, there was a statement that said like the biggest career decision a woman can make is who she decides to be her partner and that's true like and i think it's a case-by-case basis but i think you knew like what's right for you and like yeah you don't want to be in a place where you're gonna have to be worried about money and then like you also feel the pressure of like having to support that person as well like that's that's a whole other thing that you would have to be signing up for yeah i i think like as a broad generalization we all choose partners that make us feel safe Mm -hmm. and some people had childhoods that didn't let them feel safe emotionally and so people then want partners that really know them like they hold a very safe safe space for their feelings my mom was really good at creating emotional space for us and was incredibly generous with her feelings so I don't prioritize someone's like mushiness in a relationship. Like emotional intimacy is incredibly important to me. 
Yeah. But the hardest part about my childhood was knowing that if I wanted to go to a good school, that I had to get a full ride. And that was what I ended up having to do. And it was incredibly taxing on me. Yeah. And I never want to bring my kids up in an environment like that. So I just wouldn't choose a partner that would even let that be a slight risk. Wow. No, that's that's super meaningful. And I think it's really honest because I think we can, we can think about it in the abstract of like, oh, but for money and then we support each other and love. But you no, and I think you sometimes, sometimes you have to have experienced what that was like to yeah. know I don't want that for myself and I'm not going to let that happen to me or my future children. Um, yeah. There are instances where I feel like it's fine to like wash my hands of it and get the whole thing. Like if I know that I'm, oh, to get what whole thing? Oh, like if I know that I'm going to be ghosting someone, then I will just be like, Oh, like it's on me. Don't worry about it. And then I don't feel feel guilt about like going MIA and like never talking to them again. That goes back to our last episode of like, spending money and then owing someone right where if let's say a guy pays for like a really expensive date then you don't i mean you don't owe him anything but then you're you kind of like i do feel bad where i'm like oh you paid for a really expensive dinner and i'm never gonna talk to you again like in my case i just if i know because i usually know within the first 10 minutes actually probably the first 10 seconds if i'm ever gonna see someone (laughs) i'm just gonna order a drink the cheap like a cheap drink in and out I don't want to. Fe- I don't want you to feel bad about it. You can pay for my dinner if I want a nice dinner. I'll pay for it myself. It's not worth my. T- it's not worth my time. Or the I- guilt. Guilt, like yeah, the whole going through the whole back. Why do I work so hard for my money? I don't work so hard for my money, so like I don't have to go on shitty dates to have a nice meal. If I want to have a nice meal, I'll get go and get one by myself or with my friends. You know, it's not worth my time. So if I if I'm never gonna see a guy, I don't really feel right about paying for it because I'm like well I'm never gonna see you again I don't really want to pay for just a shitty drink in your company so instead I'll just let you pay for a cheap drink that's like definitely less than 20 bucks or something because then I don't feel bad about it but because I don't feel like I should have to pay for a date that also I'm never gonna see again and like I didn't even really need this drink and my time was wasted yeah I do think it's like the case where if I were to really like someone and then they were to want to split it with me, I don't think I would like them as much. Like if they were like on teeter-tattering and then they did ask me to pay, no. I don't know if you'll see me again. What would you do if someone Venmo requested you? Like if a guy Venmo requested you for like a meal after the fact? If I- Has like, that ever happened? Do I like this guy? That's never happened to me, but like, do I like yeah. this guy or do I not like this guy? Let's say you liked him. Honestly, I'd probably just pay it and never see him again. <laughs> what, I can't imagine okay. they really, really like doing that to me because I feel like it's like if you really, really like someone, you're not going to test the waters like that. I don't know. That's yeah. never happened to me, so I can't, I can't say. I don't think I, – I think the last time I've ever – I've only really – I actually don't really know if I've ever paid for a first date. <laughs> I think it's only – maybe it happened – 
once. I think it's usually because I, if I know it's not going to go anywhere, like I said, I won't order too much where I don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 15 bucks, you know, yeah. for my, my whatever drink. I never order like the most expensive thing. Even if I like someone, I just like, I don't, I don't really, I feel bad about it. Maybe it's like yeah. my, like my culture coming in. Same, I'm, I'm the same way. Like even like with my boyfriend who I live with, I would never like order something crazy. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I'll yeah. stop something late. Yeah. The only time I've ever paid for a date is with my ex who I mentioned did not have a lot of money. And so I like, she was in love. And she was very young. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I still feel bad. I'm like, he really didn't come from money. And he also wasn't going to make a lot of money for the foreseeable future. And when you care about someone, you want you want them to experience yeah. nice things. Point so like, I want to have omakase. So, oh my God. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have so many funny stories where I'm like, well, I want you to experience the omakase too, so. I swear, like, when it comes to that, girls are so much more generous than guys. Like, when the tables are turned, yeah. like, they'll just be like, oh, like, I like this, and I want you to experience something that I like, and I don't care how much it is. Whereas, like, guys would definitely complain about it to their friends. I would say most of them would. There's so much more to talk about. I don't want to break it into two episodes, but we definitely have some strong opinions about dating and relationships. And you guys will learn more, but we want to keep things anonymous for folks too. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. As a reminder, our handle is Pretty Invested Media everywhere. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please rate us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. And Staying pretty invested, the best investment you can make is in yourself.